Long Life Health presents the Talk Thought Podcast. This podcast is now sponsored by The Only Kitchen. The Only Kitchen is a locally based meal prep company in Surrey and Sussex. Their goal is to offer you a service second to none for those that are serious about consistent nutrition, without cutting corners or compromising on the quality of food. They cook, prepare and deliver your selected meals for the week with an assortment of packages to suit your budget and set menus to choose from. Anything that comes out of The Only Kitchen is formulated by their professional chef. Everything that's challenging about maintaining a healthy, exciting, nutritional lifestyle, they take care of for you. All that's left for you to do is eat the food. Now, for me, this is a great idea because I see so many people fall short of the goals they set out to achieve. Whether you're trying to build muscle, lose fat, sort your energy levels out, just generally eat healthier. Most people underestimate the workload it takes for you to be consistent when, you know, Cooking, cleaning, prepping, shopping, thinking about it, what you're going to make, when you're going to have it, do you have the time to make that? You end up falling short and having to go for obviously terrible options that are often locally to you, like either fast food or bad stuff in supermarkets. The best alternative thing to do is outsource it to a company that's going to offer you something not just equally as good as you could do, but better. With really good ingredients, you don't have to think about it, you don't have to shop and really good put-together food from a professional chef. So if you are interested and it sounds like something you want to do, visit facebook.com forward slash The Only Kitchen or alternatively go to instagram.com forward slash The Only Kitchen or go to both. Keep up to date on the social media pages to find out about their latest deals and giveaways. Now let's crack on with the episode. Episode 40. This is an episode I'm going to continue to break down the component, specifically the surroundings component of my long life health philosophy. If you're familiar with my work, you might understand what that is. If you don't, this is basically a a life philosophy I've come up with that has six main components, follow them six main components, get them to align with each other, get balance with each, just strive to achieve the best in all and you will fulfill and get the best out of your life. Verbalizing an idea and trying to communicate how I feel about something is quite difficult. I write about it a lot on my website, which may be easier for you to digest the information. If not, just listen to what I've got to say in this episode. Though, I do recommend you go to longlifehealth.net and see all the other stuff I do. Specifically, this episode I'm going to be talking about surroundings. Um, So as a quick overview, there's six components, health, mental and physical, integrity, surroundings, serenity, time management and sustainability. So far, I've done both sides of the health, so mental and physical. I've done what it means to be integral, like how important integrity is. And then serenity, I did in a previous episode. And this one, I'm going to focus on surroundings. Um, One article I put up the other day, are you suffering from environmental poisoning, i.e. are you suffering from surrounding poisoning? Um, It means the same thing for me, basically, what you're surrounded by, which uh, I got quite... few good reviews from actually because as I say trying to communicate an idea 
is incredibly difficult to verbalise and it's a skill that requires a lot of practice and you need to repeat yourself and find a way of refining that information to, you know, to get the ideas across to someone else to feel that idea and understand it as equally good as you do. That's a lot easier for me to do when I'm writing, so please do go and read that article. It's on longlifehealth.net, the blog section. But environment and surroundings um, mean the same thing. So if I use, if I go back and forth between the words, I mean the same thing. But surroundings is so important because I come up with this philosophy uh, almost a year ago now, almost a year ago. And I put down these six components as the main things you need to focus and get in balance. But it's only becoming more obvious and the ideas are only solidifying as I continue to chip away at them, find out what does cause certain things to happen, get to the root of issues, try and problem solve and constantly improve. Surroundings have such an, uh, an effect, almost the strongest effect, because not only are you in your surroundings, but you eventually become a model of your surroundings and your environment. And if you don't know what I mean by that, some of the things I'm talking about may be the people, like who you spend your time with, who you're around, who you hear about, you know, what you're listening to, music, you know, podcasts, what's on the radio, are you listening to audiobooks? Again, people, who are you listening to? What are they saying? TV, weather, energy, as in like the energy and vibrations you pick up from other people, technology, information, resources, so like your ability to attain decent food and good water and how safe is your environment, household, household items, so even common things found in a home, can you exploit them, common things like a lamp, replaced with something like a Himalayan salt, salt lamp, which can actually help boost your health a little, and then finances, etc., etc. So it's basically everything outside of your body that has an effect on your reality and your life. So nothing you, you're eating, you're drinking, ingesting or applying directly to your skin, but everything else that does affect your reality and ultimately how you feel. Feeling is absolutely everything. All we are is embodiment. Um, we're, we're just meat suits, like, we're, like that term's used a lot. We're just sacks of meat with consciousness and that consciousness is just an awareness of a feeling. We can only ever experience a certain feeling at one, you know, in one moment to the next. And all of the things I just mentioned have a massive impact on that. If you, for example, are spending time with... Um, so there's two ways it can go, uh, possibly three ways, but two main ways. It can either be a positive influence on your your reality or a, it can be a negative influence on your reality and what that means is all the lists everything you can um, consider uh, an environmental trigger can either have a negative impact so you could be surrounded by arseholes you could be surrounded under financial stress you could be in a toxic toxic environment even just in terms of like air pollution which may be having a knock-on effect on your energy the weather might be fucking savage so England is often miserable and that does have an effect on the people. 
I'm sure if you live in England and you're listening to this from England, you can relate to how much the energy picks up and how everyone's mood boosts when we get a nice, hot, sunny day. It seems to sort of shift the energy of the entire country. Again, what you're watching on TV, it for me, it basically comes down to, and what I'm seeing lately is, think of it in 24 hours, that's a, that's a good scale I like to use, like a day. What are you doing with your time in that day? What are you around? So... Are you watching um, motivational figures and listening to um, informative motivational podcasts? And are you surrounded by other people striving to do things well in their field of work? Or are you surrounded by pessimists? Are you listening and watching bullshit on TV? Are you wasting your time listening to the same songs over and over again on the radio? It's about manipulating and getting the most out of your time, totally get what you can, get control of what you can in your surroundings and don't worry really about the things you can't control at the moment in time, head in a a direction to get control over them things in the future, so for me at the moment, I'm not necessarily in the best financial situation, there's only so much I can do without compromising, you know, I mean I could go to a supermarket smash out some night shifts and start stacking shelves. But ultimately, I know the reward from that, I might get a bit of money on the side, but I'm not that money-minded, and that's going to make me unhappy, and it's going to be, it's going to make me feel worse, rather than thinking, you know, I'm money-minded, I'm getting the money, and it's making me feel happier. So it defeats the object. But, uh, for example, I can't control that full financial situation at the moment, so I sort of, I've got to do the best I can with it and make sure I find that balance between staying happy and having enough to pay the bills and, you know, just live and survive, but also not compromise on how I'm feeling underlying. Is it causing me to be depressed, which is something I try to do. I, I leave something that doesn't make me happy and I chase things that do make me happy. So that's all I can do at the moment. And in the future, eventually when it does pay off, um it will be okay, but right now I can only have so much control over. It's, it's about focusing on what you do have control over and just letting go, really, of what you don't. And as I say, that's, that's, there's so many things in your environment that does cause a certain trigger. But if it's having a negative effect on you, i.e., I'm, I'm coining the phrase environmental poisoning, not in a sense of like uh, CO2 emissions or you know oil spills in the ocean, I'm referring to poisonous surroundings and environmental triggers that have a toxic effect on your feeling and your energy and your well-being, your just general well-being. And it's often overlooked by people. The way I tend to look at things, which again you can, um, I think I explained in my article, one of my other articles, which was, bear with me, I can... Yeah, I, I, I did another article on understanding behaviour and why we do things, understanding human behaviour and why we do things. And I mentioned in that article, I'm, I find it hard to switch off and become ignorant to what's going on around me and how that has an effect on me. If you're ignorant to that, it doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad thing, that's an insult. It, it can be seen as a blessing. Like you're ignorant to certain things that are causing you, uh, that should be causing you stress but you're so oblivious to them, you're just content, you're happy. And ultimately, that is the goal. But 
you've got to have some foresight. You've got to be able to look um, down the line at some point to go, right, where is this pattern going to lead me in the future? And as I'm saying, if it's, ha- if it's having a negative effect on you, you really need to work. Do everything you can. Don't stress about what you can't, but do everything you can to move away from that and start surrounding yourself with things that make you feel, I stress the word feel, because that's that intuitive feeling, that unexplainable feeling we get within, you know, again, I can't explain it, that intuitive sense of something's not right or this feels right. So your mood, your physical senses, like pain, your emotional requirements, like love and appreciation, etc., etc. Chase the things that make you feel good, remove the things that make you feel bad. You've got to understand what may be causing you to feel a certain way, like first and foremost. And some people, you know, can go through the days not really understand why they're feeling stressed, which the confusion on top of that um, only leads to more problems because then you don't really know where to start in trying to fix that. So most people, most people are quite primitive. They just try and chase what makes them feel good in a sense of... Um, maybe drugs, alcohol, living for the weekends, that sort of traditional lifestyle. But ultimately, if you're chasing to get that happiness and chasing to get them feelings from external materialistic properties, there's, there's some use for them there. Like, don't get me wrong, like, enjoy them experiences, go out, have a laugh, drink. But the key word again is balance. If you're constantly chasing that throughout your life, if you're constantly chasing um, money and fame to make you happy, you'll hit a point at some stage in your life when you'll realise ultimately it comes internally. You need to find that with nothing and that's just working to change your perspective on what you do have, appreciate what you do have and essentially let go of what you can't control. Um, I think... What I'm trying to say is, where does the root joy come from? Or is the root joy coming from with, within yourself and your attitude? Or do you have to substitute that feeling with buying a new pair of shoes? Feeling, feeling good by buying some of the most expensive clothes or um, eating comfort foods or going out and getting off your face on the weekend? There's still, again, it's, there's wiggle room. There's never, it's never so black and white. It's never one way or the other. You need to find the balance. But what's serving you best, first of all, presently, in the present moment, and what's going to support your future the best? So figure out what those things are. Um, as I say, if you're living for the weekend and you're constantly trying to, I think it comes down to escapism. Everything in your surroundings is causing you to feel a certain way. You need to pick those out first and foremost. But if you're following habits and routine, <coughs> excuse me, if you're following habits and routines that are constantly forcing you, look at what you're doing. Where are you spending your time? If you're constantly trying to escape your own reality, reality, uh, a literal reality, not an idea of what your reality is. So, what is actually real? If you're going out and yeah, temporarily you feel good on the weekend when you're, when you're with your friends and, and you're with uh, you know, other people doing the same thing as you, so you're going to feel good anyway, especially if there's 
substances like alcohol and drugs involved, um, you're going to feel good. But is that you happy or is that you having fun? Is that you honestly content with your life or is that you distracting yourself from the suffering you're actually experiencing day in, day out? I often refer to how do you feel when you go to bed at night? Mainly the moments when you're left on your own and you're left with your thoughts, where does your head take you? And if you're constantly trying to escape your reality, you're avoiding and running away from an issue. And this is a common theme if um, dreams are often a representation of something that's going on in your life. There's no doubt you can get absolutely random dreams that mean absolutely nothing. It's just, just vivid construction of some sort of creative fucking psychedelic trip but you can also have dreams that represent um, if you look into dream psychology that represent ideas or something so I mentioned in another episode or a post that a dream is a visual representation of an inner feeling or possibly a physical feeling so for example if you're sleeping and someone's tiggling your feet In your dream, if you was in a dream state at the time, you might interpret that as spiders over your feet. But the reality is someone's just stroking your toes. And then you can also have an emotional representation, a a, a visible representation of an emotional feeling. For example, if you're constantly, if you find yourself in a dream, running away from something and you have that feeling you can't run, then that's uh, sort of a symbolic It's symbolic and metaphorical of the fact you're trying to escape something. You're trying to get away from something you know you can't. And your dream is a representation of that. So I've experienced that many times. I'm sure everyone, I've I've had multiple conversations with people when, you know, when you're trying to get away from that fucking horned beast thing that's chasing you. And you're running like in slow motion and you can't move or you can't punch and... It's almost humiliating and embarrassing. The point is, are you trying to get away from your true reality? And although it's good to have escapism, the balance, again, is key. Find what's really the root of the issue. Again, I I describe and explain this a lot more sophisticatedly through my writing, but find what the root issue is and then get to the bottom of it. So, for example, I tend to look at the deepest part of something, what is real, what really is causing someone to do something. And an example I used in a post the other day was, a lot of people tend to think money is the source of all evil, is the root cause of all evil. Now, it definitely has a significant role, but ultimately, what needs to be there before you want to strive for money? You need to do disgusting things to get money. You need to have the negative tendencies of human behaviour. So you need to have, you know, greed, selfishness, gluttony, um, um, uh, envy, jealousy. You need to have these tendencies that ultimately lead you to want to get money. Or you need to have natural insecurities to want to feel valued as a part of society. So sometimes people chase money for whatever reason. Get to the root cause of what it is in your environment that's making you feel a certain way. And then ultimately, you would then become a representation of a much better, happier, organic, stress-free environment. Because no matter what you do, I spoke about it 
a lot over my episodes and talk talk about it a lot via long life health that your environment you you know has a, such a big impact and you need to manipulate everything you can in it to make you feel a certain way but at the end of the day you're still in the same environment i could surround myself with 80,000 himalayan salt lamps have the best routine going on in the day i can have all the best food and the best sources of water and be sleeping well and exercising and doing everything i can in my power to control my environment but at the end of the day at the end of the day if i'm still in a toxic environment i need to you know venture into different environments whether that's whether that's moving moving house get surrounding myself with different social groups surrounding myself in um in, if weather was an issue surround myself in a country that supplies better weather whatever the case is for you on a subjective level find out what that is and get to the bottom of it it's you know it is a big issue it's a big issue ultimately we we're feeling one way or another and if you are feeling bad and you're trying to escape from the reality of it as you're going down a deep dark path and it's such a crucial part of my philosophy again i would say they're all as equal equally important as each other and they all sort of become redundant if one isn't if you're not feeling sufficient in one the others really don't matter to achieve the pinnacle of experience and be happy and be bliss and be healthy etc etc you need to have all of them so i'd recommend finding what it is for you that's toxic or poisonous in your surroundings and again start to remove them be try and enjoy the process as much as you can there's always going to be ups and downs and you need to just observe them ups and downs and you need the downs to appreciate the ups and vice versa like you've you've got to experience it all and just play with it try and enjoy every single moment of it as difficult as it is if you feel really really down at some point which what i personally explained in my environmental post that i was feeling a certain way and i pointed out a few things that may be doing that so i mentioned social toxicity like some of the people i was around not necessarily bad people again it comes from a subjective perspective i feel like i'm rapping fucking rhyming all these words but it comes from a point of subjectivity and the people around me aren't necessarily bad but for me they don't they don't support what i want to do and what i want to achieve and i'm i'm on a different wavelength to them i'm on a different page not in a narcissistic or arrogant sort of way like i'm better i'm just different and that doesn't suit me so i've got to start surrounding myself with people i have more commonalities with and more support me and understand what i'm trying to do and what i'm trying to achieve otherwise and because i was forced to do that because of again other environmental triggers i'm forced to be around that in the current situation i am in my life it's unavoidable but i've got to be i've got to control as much time as i can to spend with them so be very selective don't just do it if i can control not to but the times i i was spending and some of the pressures i had to spend a lot of time in those social situations was really having a big impact on me financial pressure again was a root cause of why i had to be in them situ uh, situations and i think it's important what you look at where you're spending your time and then ask yourself so if someone came to me for whatever reason and said look i'm having x y and z 
problems. I'm having this many problems. This is how I feel. The best way I would try and diagnose someone, just know where to start, you know, this is what you need to start doing. This is the direction you need to head and move away from. I would say, what are you doing throughout a day? Talk to me for a basic day. You know, when are you waking up? When are you doing this? Who are you surrounded by? Like every single aspect of a, a typical day, if you have a typical day, talk me through every single aspect because every single encounter, every single moment is having an, an ultimate impact on how you feel, i.e. your surroundings, where are you, etc., etc. This is why it's so, so important. It's not just um, a small part of, you know, um, you might, well, I might feel a little bit down today. It's almost the biggest reason. It's almost, it's so, so underrated. And when you learn to realise that, a good example, again, another good example I use is, um, say someone has, someone in a relationship is having a load of petty bickering arguments. For example, if there's a sock or something on the floor, your partner um, may go, why is there a sock on the floor? There's a fucking sock on the floor. A sock on the floor isn't an issue. There's a deeper issue there. But the sock then becomes an excuse to then express your true inner feelings. The sock definitely isn't an issue. But where you're spending your time and something deeper is causing you to feel distressed and um, negatively in an emotional way. The sock's just an excuse to let that out, for example. And you see it with couples and that all the time. If they're having... They're having you know, like I've, I've been there as well. Like I've experienced all these things, which is ultimately what gives me a good understanding of when I see similar tendencies in other people and what I can observe from an external point of view. But if you if you'll find yourself going through a bit of a, a rough stage, or you tend to be there's tends to be a lot of friction and there's possible possible stress, ask yourself if you could teleport right then and there in that stressful moment to complete like completely different location, a total blissful beach, a paradise, a place that you you would, in your head, define as the best place. So maybe it's a sandy beach with pine trees, drinking out of a fucking coconut with a little umbrella straw, with your feet up in a hammock, etc., etc., wherever that vision is. Teleport then and there in that moment. Do you have the same issues that you was experiencing? If so then there's, there's probably a, a relationship issue, etc. There's probably a deeper, um, more independent issue with, with some other trigger. If not, then it's a, a sure way to find out whether your environment is really the issue. I hope what I'm saying, again, is translating and making sense. But think about that. If you're, if you're, feeling, if you're feeling good, ask yourself, you know, why am I feeling good? Am I feeling good because I'm just really happy with the way things are going? Or am I feeling good because right now I'm off my face on ecstasy at a festival? Ask yourself if you're feeling bad. Am I feeling bad because everything about my life is so fucking terrible? I've got nothing going for me, etc., etc. Or are you feeling bad because you're just surrounded by a load of stuff that doesn't really support you and depresses you? to vision yourself in a better situation 
if that all of a sudden changes your perspective, like, yeah, do you know what? I think I'd feel better there. Then that's an environmental issue. That's a surrounding issue you need to get on top of. Really, I think the idea of why I'm writing the book, again, which is a breakdown of each component of the philosophy. But the articles, again, I've posted will give you a sort of snippet and a better, um, maybe not a better, whatever works for you, however you absorb information better and whatever you find the best way that I can explain this concept for me. And it's again, it's just my idea, my opinion on things. But you need to understand what it is subjectively in your perspective that's making you feel a certain way. And again, do absolutely everything you can in your power to control your environment, slowly removing anything toxic and gradually embracing everything that provides you with happiness. So it's always got to be a nice, slow, gradual transition. Unless you want to go completely cold turkey, completely move out your environment and have a fresh start, whatever works for you. But completely let go and become ignorant if possible. Try and become ignorant and let go to everything that is presently out of your control. For me, in my example, it's finances. I've got to make sure I've got the bills paid, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to stress about money because I'm not in a situation where I've got loads of money coming in. I don't, I'm not willing to make the compromises to go and, again, just get a standard job and stack shelves. So I've got to find some middle ground of content where I can sit comfortably. But that's pretty much it for surroundings. It's, it's just stressing the idea and the importance of them. And if you can relate or not relate, if you can relate, that's easy and you can understand and maybe I've shed some light on some other factors you might not have been considering. You know, small things around your house as well, even if you just, whatever your goal is, if it's feeling good on a mental or physical level, if it's a physical level, surround yourself with better things in your home. Like, just swap out components. Look at, look to exploit opportunities you can. Get an air purifier. Get, um, again, like, get a Himalayan salt lamp. Get even possibly some crystals if you want to go deep into that, like some crystals that give off good energies. Whatever works for you, whatever's actually generally making you feel good, get control of it but that's pretty much it again i um i encourage anyone to give me any feedback or give me their thoughts on the idea of this or what they're going through i've had you know a couple of comments on the articles i posted some people you know where it really hit home where it almost where it did i'm not going to mention who it was but um he said you know it brought him to tears Hopefully not because my writing was fucking dreadful, but because he could so, it was so close to home and he could so relate to it. And this is something I explained in the uh, understanding human behaviour and why we do things. That at the end of the day, we're all experiencing subjective um, points of awareness, which is, you know, how we're all experiencing our, our own own lives. But we are the same thing so we do experience the same feelings we all experience like moments of joy and then moments of possible depression we all experience pain and suffering and we all experience um you know how rewarding it feels to achieve something we're all the same thing and understanding that is incredibly important when it comes down to the fact you're just basically a fucking human just like everyone else um again i've went off on a bit of a tangent but that's the surroundings episode 
Um, again, to come is the further extension of the other components. So time management. Like I said, time, what you're doing, spending your time is so important. How to have skills. I tend to be quite an organised, um, almost an OCD personality. And I'm looking to optimise every single moment of time and make it as efficient as possible and as easy as possible. I want to take the workload off if I can. So managing your time in a structure that works best for you a day, a week, a month. But time management, you know, making the most and really sucking out every moment you can of a day, for me it is a day, is uh, important. So I'll explain that again when I further break down my philosophy and then talk about why it's important to sustain it all. So the last S, the last component is sustainability. What's the point of all the other things I've mentioned if you can't then sustain them ideas? It's, you know, they've all got to collide and be parallel with each other for them to work and be effective. Anyway, thanks for listening. Again, go to my reach out page on longlifehealth.net to get in touch with me any way you can and share your thoughts. But for now, enjoy your life. Fuck your wife. Fuck your husbands. Safe.